Merry Christmas, everybody. My name is Brian Oak. I'm joined by my friend, colleague, co-business owner, Sean Bernard. And here we are. It's the holiday season 2020, an unlikely year, a ridiculous year. But once again, like clockwork here, it's time for Christmas. And first of all, Merry Christmas, Sean. Merry Christmas to you. Nice to see you. You too. Um, Before we get to the matter at hand, which, by the way, we're going to do something we've never done before on this show, and I'll tell you about that in one second. But first, um, are you done? Are you ready for Christmas? You got all the gift spot? You got everything? All, this, all the, the stockings have been hung by the chimney with care? Everything else? I have one thing to buy, and then I don't know if you saw the Kristen Wig bit on Saturday Night Live, but I have to get my wife's stocking <laughs> stuff because I blew it once with not getting her anything for a stocking, and she Did had the, the empty sock as Did Crystal you, Wig calls it. So you've it. already gotten her a robe. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That bit bit was really, really good. (laughs) SNL largely was disappointing, but that bit was fantastic. Uh, Well, good. I'm glad. I'm. How about you? (laughs) Done-ish. I could stop right now, but I should probably get a couple extra things. I always take care of the stocking early on. I'm a fan of high-end chocolates. And it turns out if you don't get a lot of other little knickknacks in the stocking, there's a place called Lint, L-I-N-D-T, the the Lint Chocolate Truffle place at at the Mall of America. You get, you know, 15 of those in your stocking, and as you're suddenly gobbling those down, you don't really give a uh, gosh darn about what happens (laughs) on the rest of the What have you forgotten where you are? (laughs) No, no, no. So this is what we're going to do. When you publish a podcast, you have to mark a little box that says explicit, and we routinely swear or talk about things of an adult theme on this show. We're not doing that today. Oh. Today's show is going to be family-oriented because we're playing so much Christmas music on today's show. I want families to be able to enjoy this Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, somewhere around the Christmas holiday, I want people to feel comfortable playing this particular show around their children. I really do love Christmas, and I love Christmas music. In fact, working at a record store, I've been buying too much of it lately. But, you know, for 17 years, I did a Sunday night show called Freedom Rock that Uh was an hour of independent, imported, and new stuff. And every year, I did a year-end, right before the best of countdowns that usually lasted a couple episodes, I would always do a Christmas music show. And I'm not trying... To me, there is no war on Christmas. It, for the people who say happy holidays, yay, that's a human kindness. It's decency. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a person of faith and it means something much, much more profound to you, that's fine. That's that's for you. That is that is to, to fill your heart and to fill your yeah. soul. If someone says happy holidays, it doesn't mean that they're diminishing the importance of what that means to you they're still wishing you the best of the season which is what we're doing with uh, the 117th episode of the brian oak show broadcasting or rather recording here at the smart start mn studios narrow casting Ooh, (laughs) micro genre casting (laughs) i wanted to start out with a song that you know kids gather around and listen closely grandpa's going to tell a story (laughs) there's a jolly old elf by the name of santa claus who lives at the north pole and he spends the year along with an army of elves crafting presents and kind of keeping an eye on you to see what's going on and making sure who's naughty and who's nice but know this that if occasionally you were naughty over the course of this year even santa claus has been known to make a questionable choice or two now he's santa so don't start telling your parents oh yeah well santa did this because that's not the story but every once in a while santa lets his hair down well and then we have this story is told by big bad voodoo daddy 
and broke a couple laws. Yell, dash, a dancer, prancer, fixer, Christmas time just needs some fixer. Last night I went out with Santa Claus, and now me and Santa hit the town last night. We decked the halls and swang all through the night. I said, hey, bartender, give me a drink. I said, no more man, cause I can't think. Last night, I went out with Santa Claus. When Santa comes into my town, he always sticks around. We always hit the wildest place, which gotta be bad for goodness sake. Last night, I went out with Santa Claus. Remember, children, do as Santa says, not as Santa does. That's right, but at least he's been vaccinated. Santa has been vaccinated already. Talk about a frontline worker. I mean, that guy is going to more houses in just a couple days than anybody. He never gets soot on his cool, cool outfit either. Well, magic. I mean, right? Although he does have the jolly, jelly-like belly and the ruddy nose and the cheeks. I mean, he's a jolly old elf. He's Santa Claus. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm Brian. That is Sean. The Brian Oak Show is made possible by the good people at Smart Start MN. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. Now, certainly, there have been a lot of Johnny-come-latelys, but don't, <laughs> don't be fooled. They're like Krampus. They'll hit you with sticks, if not abduct you entirely. What you want to do is, if you 
you've made a terrible mistake and did, decided to drink and drive and you got yourself busted and now you can't drive or someone you know or love has done the same thing, this is the season to set things aright. Contact Smart Start MN. Go to smartstartmn.com. They can get you back on the path to getting back to your normal life. They can get you back on the nice list as opposed to the naughty list and get you back in your car a lot sooner than you might otherwise expect. Yeah, just go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. You'll get 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. You know, I think Christmas is for a lot of people, uh, at least for me, I know for a fact, there's a lot of nostalgia involved, right? Oh, like yeah. The, the magic of the of waking up on Christmas morning, the anticipation. Luckily, I'm too old to have ever had to deal with Elf on the Shelf, and even my yeah, daughter, my daughter's too. too old. I, we never went through any of that, yeah. of those shenanigans. I know that that's a very important ritual for a lot of people, and don't forget, the Elf is keeping an eye on you. Little the Johnny is, and little Susie, yeah. That's creepy. Well, and now I think about those little cameras that they have, like in Meet the Parents. Like, does the elf on the shelf have a little camera? Is it really looking at you? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe just to be sure, you better err on the side of caution, my good man. Ooh, All right? I mean, well, frightening. Santa, whether he's using cameras or magic, he knows if, if you've been sleeping. He knows if you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, oh. so be good for goodness sake. There's a reason there. I mean, we all enjoy the joy of Christmas. Did you enjoy Christmas going up, growing up? Uh, sometimes, yeah. yeah. Okay, Okay. good. <laughs> there, good. Were, there were good ones and bad ones, but I certainly had some great memories, especially with my extended family. That was my favorite thing, when right. the entire... Bernard family would get together, and there were six aunts and uncles on that side, five aunts and uncles on the McCarthy side. Wow. And we would do the, the, the trips over there, and I just had, on the McCarthy side, everybody was super creative. They did have a lot of homemade gifts, but they were really cool. That's fine. A lot of times those seem really lame. I, I do. I, I, I'm a genuine believer in it's not what the gift is. It is the thought that counts. I mean, and that's sort of the magic of the season. Yeah. I mean, if you go back to the origins of what this holiday came from long before the birth of Christ or whatever you want to attach it to, midwinter celebrations like this go back a very, 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 very long way, thousands and thousands oh, yeah. and thousands of years. So crafting your own homemade gift is very Celtic of the McCarthys. I mean, it's it's very old school. Well, and Uncle Pat, uh, oh incredibly... My God, I, I have two Uncle Pats. Yeah, okay. yeah, I do. Uncle Pat McCarthy, I... who hates everything Irish, by the way. What? And he lives what? about four blocks from here. His name is Pat McCarthy. How could he possibly hate all things Irish? So Pat was... Uh, he created some of the stages at the Guthrie. He worked for the Old Log Theater for years. Wow. Uh, he did the set design for... A movie with Jose Ferrar and uh, some other dude. And then he also created a ride at Disney World. And Pat was either feast or famine. So he'd do these incredible creations. But he'd make you a gift and it was like, holy crap. Like, how did you engineer this particular thing? And that was That's not phenomenal. Surprise. What ride at Disney World? Uh, the, the It was the uh, Back to the Future ride. Yeah, he's the one who created that. So, yeah, he's he's a remarkable guy. But he would, he would either have this, this, like, he'd be wealthy and successful or just no gig (laughs) (laughs) so he lives in a very humble house uh right off of 42nd uh here in south minneapolis well here we are in the smart start mn studio at 48th in chicago in south minneapolis and we haven't seen any snow yet We, we saw some snow earlier in the year but it's been so mild recently but now they're talking about the possibility of as early as tomorrow the weather changing if things go well, we could see one to two inches of snow tomorrow. But then by Christmas Day, have you seen what the temperature is going to do? Oh, it's going to 
totally bottom out. Nosedive, baby. <laughs> like a high of nine degrees on Christmas Day. I'm cool with everything now because we. Uh, I like a short winter. Yeah. And I'd love it if it snowed tomorrow and then stuck around for a while because it's winter now. Now, I mean, you're looking at less than three months to St. Patrick's Day. We've had many a St. Patrick's Day where there's snow uh, on the ground, but you'll see little sprigs of grass coming up. Mm-hmm. And for me, this is an easy winter already. It already, very, I mean, the fact that there's no snow on the ground in late December, just a few short days from uh, Christmas, is remarkable. I also like it, though. I mean, like, when I hear a song like Good King Wenceslas, I'm like, <laughs> you know, firm and crisp and even, man. There's supposed to be that crispy snow on the ground. It's supposed to be brutally cold outside, gathering winter fuel the whole bit. So I look forward to some winter weather moving our direction. We're going to play some more holiday music for you here. We're going to be doing it throughout the entire show. And I've turned these next couple songs over to my colleague and friend, Sean Bernard. What are we going to hear next? Yeah, so this one's kind of uh, one of my personal favorites. And part of the reason for that is that uh, an artist named Billy McLaughlin um, really talented guy. He's the guy that plays the guitar with both hands and does all that. I don't forget what you call that style. What, I mean, like what, ambidextrous? No, there's a particular guitar oh. style where you play it with both fingers and you're tapping on it and doing all that stuff. To not like finger picking style, or it's got it's some very other different. more specific. Yeah, name? it's, it's right, got some right. other name, but that's right. beside the point. So this song, uh, "Breath of Heaven," is sung by Karen Vogley. Her mom has run the uh, church choir uh, for our church for years. We go to a very hippie liberal progressive church a good friend of mine said i'd love to go to church there but i don't like the smell of pot um, <laughs> wow. but yeah yeah just, that was funny so you're telling me there's like bongs and hookahs at your church more or less but no okay. they it's a big social justice church that's why we go there i i'm a, kind of a seeker when it comes to the whole jesus thing and god and all that stuff that's what i look at it but this song in particular what i love about it is yes it's about mary being pregnant and being scared to death I almost said something else, but I realized we're not swearing on this show. This is going to be a family-friendly show for the yes. first time in 117 episodes. So you're a father. I'm a father. We Correct. both had daughters first that are about the same age. And that feeling, in this case, of Mary being scared to death and not knowing what in the world's happened. In this case, it was obviously supposedly an immaculate conception. But I just think this song, it just grabs me every time, and I think it pulls in uh, the quiet, still night of, of winter and being scared to death about the impending birth of your child. Traveled many moonless nights. 
Closer, children, I've got a story to tell. Oh, gee. It's about a man you've heard of, and I knew him well. How well? He was born on the cold winter's morning and went on to gain great fame. But may I begin my story and refer to him by name? Please do. Frosty the snowman was a jolly, happy soul. With a corncob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. Frosty the snowman made the children smile, they say. And were they surprised when he rolled his eyes and he came to life that day? There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. For when they placed it on his head, he began to dance around. Frosty the snowman was alive as he could be And the children say he could laugh and play Just the same as you and me With a corncob pipe and a button nose And two eyes made out of coal 
they surprised when he rolled his eyes and he came to life that day. your story. I know, I just paused to catch my breath. What happened to Frosty when he came to life that day? Oh, he got in a lot of trouble, you see. Frosty the snowman knew the sun was hot that day. So he said, let's run and we'll have some fun before I melt away. Where'd he go? Down to the village with a broomstick in his hand. Running here and there and around the square Saying, catch me if you can <laughs> He let them down the streets of town Right to the traffic cop And he only paused a moment When he heard him holler, stop No! Frosty the snowman Had a hurry on his way But he waved goodbye saying Don't you cry, I'll be back again someday Thumpity thump thump thumpity thump thump look at Frosty go Thumpity thump thump thumpity thump thump over the hills and snow You know Professor Hinkle didn't even realize <laughs> that his hat was magical He didn't know but then as soon as he found out <laughs> then he turned in to the dastardly individual that we've all come to know for by the way more than 50 years the original frosty oh. the snowman came out by rankin and bass in 1969 jimmy durante singing right there who i mean jimmy durante goes back to the vaudeville era i, just, I was just saying there's no way that he'd make it nowadays right i mean but it's weird this is also worth noting as we talk about the passage of time and the nostalgia of christmas and all those christmas specials more than 50 years have passed since that special came out. Crazy. Jimmy Durante was probably 50 when he did that. Well, Do you remember his cover of The old. Beatles' Let It Be? I sure don't. When I find myself in times of trouble. Are you joking? I'm totally joking. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you imagine? Jimmy Durante sings oh, The Beatles. It's, Yesterday. <laughs> it's finally starting to feel like Christmas. That's Sean Bernard right there. And Sean Bernard, in addition to being my friend and cohort, also works as a realtor for uh, Edina Realty, the 50th in France location. And you're still plying your trade. I am. You know, it's funny that real estate can be a little stressful at times. And so really part of what you'll get with me is just what we just did. We're going to have a little bit of fun. Uh, you're not and, you're not telling me that you're going to be like, hey, you guys want me to sell you this house as Jimmy Durante? No, I sometimes I do that. But or I also do it's things like an a, open floor plan. <laughs> exactly. It's an open floor plan. Okay, all right. <laughs> this has a bad foundation. <laughs> No, but I like to have a good time with people and, and, and diffuse the stress only when appropriate because there are times when it's not appropriate to be silly and, and whatever else. Break but, out your uh, Jimmy Durante impression. Exactly. But I, I do I do love to have fun with my uh, home buyers and sellers. If you know somebody that's in the market to buy or sell, even if they're just planning out their 2021 and they're not sure, I've done that uh, quite a bit this year where I've just met with people and we've talked about what improvements they might need to make. Uh, give me a call and we can set up a time just to walk through the house and kind of talk, look at the comps of your neighbors. I can kind of do a real estate review of your home. Uh, call me at 612-859-2594. That number is also text worthy. 
when you and I both have older children. Right? Yes, we do. Uh, and so, but when they were younger, the excitement that they would get oh. every every year around those television specials, like we would when you oh, and I yeah. were children, like it was exciting. Like it, Charlie Brown Christmas, Rudolph the Red Nosed mm. Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman. Those were only going to be on once. They were an absolute event. They were a destination. Now we live in an era where a lot of people own them, or you have to have a special streaming service to get some of them. Yeah. Um, but your kids, when they were young, they loved those, didn't they? Oh, absolutely. And and we owned some of them, but they loved the shows. Like I remember really planning out my life around these shows. Very like much. Your buddies would be like, hey, want to go build a snow fort? Hey, man. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas is on tonight. Are you high? Uh, produced by Dolly Madison, or, or, you know, sponsored by Dolly. Yeah, yeah, Madison. exactly right. No, we're not. We're not going to be building a. St- I love snowball fight, and I can't. Oh. I can't wait to take an ice ball to the face <laughs> and go home, run home crying. But instead, tonight I'm going to watch. Char- Lights, please. I'm going to watch Charlie oh. Brown Christmas, and and then there were even, there were sort of the the secondary, the ancillary ones like um, Year Without a Santa Claus. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. What was the one with the Meister Burger Burgermeister? I think that was Santa Claus is yeah. coming to town. But then there were some really like weirdo left field ones like um, Rudolph's Shiny New Year and <laughs> Nestor the Christmas Donkey. Yeah. Do you remember that one? He had really I, long ears. I think and maybe I've seen that one once. I right. didn't revisit that one. Well, they not were not happy in my work, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to be a dentist, man. <laughs> Follow your dreams. All right. What is oh we we can't we're we're doing a family friendly show, but there is a giant piece of art behind me given to me by a friend angie that says keep bleeping dreaming and you know yes. what that's what Hermie did Hermie kept dreaming yep also all of the charlie in the box and everybody else on the island of who Mystic wants Toys. a charlie in the box for christmas <laughs> here we go well it what was his story <laughs> I, I don't know you know that that was worthy of a whole separate special it really was the squirt gun that just shoots jelly which sounded awesome when i was a kid i'm like if i open that up on christmas morning you just <laughs> fire raspberry jelly into my mouth all morning yes please while keeping up a deep conversation <laughs> yeah, well, no not really just ripping up my christmas presents and getting getting bits of ribbon and christmas paper stuck to my my jelly covered face it's the brian oak show thank you very much for tuning in happy holidays everybody and merry christmas i say it's time for a little more music now sean as we've discussed you know People are all over the map in terms of what this time of year means to them, but also in terms of their faith. I'm not really a man of faith, but I grew up in the Catholic tradition. So uh, it was very, very much entrenched in who I was. That's probably why you're not a man of faith. Well, there's, oh, that's a whole nother (laughs) series of shows. That might be a whole other podcast. Um, But growing up, I was steeped in the Christian tradition. I am very intimate with the Bible. And in the New Testament, there is the story of the slaughter of the innocents. Okay, the Mm. birth of Christ, obviously, is basically the the premise for the entire New Testament. The Mm. the prophet has arrived. And on the day of his birth, as we talked about and we heard about in your Billy McLaughlin song that you played... um, there were astronomers that were able to foretell this very momentous mm. day by looking up at the stars. In fact, they followed a star very far from the east to find their way to Jerusalem to pay homage, if you will, to the prophet, the the savior, the one who had come to change the course of human history. And whether you believe the story or not, it is epic, as all great myths are, as all great stories are, or as, as all great beliefs are founded on something 
that is powerful and profound. And the song we're going to hear is by the Duluth, Minnesota trio, Low. They have an incredible EP simply called Christmas. I don't care if you're a person of faith or you simply enjoy this time of year, this must be in your collection. It is perhaps my single favorite Christmas album ever. It came out, I think, back in 1999. It sounds about right, somewhere right around the turn of the century, and it is gorgeous. There are some songs just about the playful and wonderful, nostalgic notion of this time of year, but then there, as they are religious individuals, there are some songs that are profoundly steeped in the Christian tradition, like this one right here. So I guess I brought up the whole thing about not being a man of faith, but if I was ever going to be, Mm -hmm. this would be the song that would tip the scales for me. It tells the story of the three magi traveling westward Mm -hmm. and going to King Herod and saying that we have come to find this prophet. And he's like, oh, well, when you find him, will you come back and tell me about him? Because, of course, <laughs> King Herod was supposedly involved in the slaughter of the innocents, where he was going to kill every child under the age of two in and around Jerusalem because he did not want to be supplanted. Well, most biblical scholars believe that never actually happened, that it was just an additional part of the myth, even the deep, deep biblical scholars. Mm-hmm. But it's a powerful story, and it talks, it speaks to power, it speaks to greed, it speaks to fear. And this is the story told so slowly and so quietly quietly and so beautifully from the perspective of the Magi who once they had found the prophet and paid homage to him, they went home by taking the long way around the sea.
Love.
Wow. There are literally thousands of amazing holiday songs, Christmas songs, whatever you want to call them. But there are very few whole albums to me that stand up. And those two songs that basically are telling the same story from two different directions about the star that led the Magi to Jerusalem to pay tribute to the newborn savior uh, come from very different places. But both of those recordings are fantastic all the way through. We just heard Tori Amos with her song Star of Wonder, where she mixes in the classical with her own reinterpretation. And it comes off a 2009 release called Midwinter graces that I cannot recommend highly enough all the way through. If you like that feeling of classical and sacred music mixed with something more contemporary, you're not going to find somebody more adept at it than Tori Amos. She's really genuinely incredible. And that song right there, Star of Wonder. And before that, the Minnesota Bent Trio Low from that 1999 EP. It's simply entitled Christmas. It's not super easy to find. You can find it on your streaming services. Go buy it. Add it to your permanent collection. Track it down somewhere. It's in my top. I mean, even compared against like Ray Charles Christmas, you know, yeah. Bing Crosby Christmas, the Carpenters Christmas, that low EP oh. is as good as Christmas gets. Oh man, if I you want to talk about the Carpenters Christmas, dude, Karen Carpenter's voice, like oh. so, like when there's snow on the ground and it's quiet and all the lights are off except for the Christmas tree lights, and she's singing. There's no place like home for the holidays. Oh, oh or I'll be home for Christmas, which. Given this year, and so many people are not going to be home for Christmas, as long as you don't mind a few tears in your eggnog, it's going to be just fine. I think we need to play that one after this next one, just as a, a bonus track. I think so. Well, at the very end, I've got my my one of my, the song that means the most to me about Christmas. Okay. That it doesn't matter where you come from. So this next one, we're going to do, we're going to, oh, did you get rid of The Godfather of Soul? The hardest I did. Man in show business? I did. I didn't know if you were still Well, how much time do we have? Well, we got time. We got a little bit of time. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that that seems like a good song to play, don't you? You tell me. The You're Karen the Carpenter or the... Okay. Let, let's put Karen Carpenter after Ron Sexsmith. Perfect. All right. Very good. Well, so here then, we're, gonna, we're not too far away from wrapping up, so we should thank Busters on 28th. Busters on 28th is just one of thousands tens of thousands of small businesses you hear that old cliche that small business is the backbone of america and it really is you know corporate america employs millions of people we we Mm -hmm. need them as well but the things that makes up the fabric of our communities the 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 texture of our communities the color and frankly the flavor for lack of a better term of our community are these small businesses even if they don't make food but it turns out busters on 28th does make food and they make incredible food they've got cool people that work there the place itself is a fantastic hang i've been there so many times being it's mere blocks from my home and they along with these tens of thousands if not more other small businesses have faced an impossibly uphill 2020 maybe there's a reprieve on the way between the vaccine and everything else but it could still be a long time and they're not going to easily recover from what has transpired thus far and so we need to make sure for all these businesses that we do what we can in this season of giving and in this time of need to support them and get some food they have amazing food this is one of those classic win-wins where you will get some food from them Mm -hmm. you will keep an important local business alive and you will fill your 
big roly poly belly with delicious yum yums. Why are you looking at me when you say that? I was actually looking at myself. I thought it was a mirror <laughs> over there. But it turns out you and I look more alike than I'd like to admit. Yeah, buy gift cards. Buy gift cards. Buy gift cards. The reason why I say that is that that helps them today. And think about their employees. Think about the people there that are going to have a lighter holiday this year. Uh, buy gift cards because it'll help them when they reopen and you can go in and, and patronize them in person, you know, at, at the actual venue there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do that anytime. Give it away as gifts. Support local businesses. Go on to go to Buster's on 28th. Dot com and you can buy them right there. They're a sponsor of the show, so we're specifically promoting them. But do not forget about any of your local businesses or artisans or musicians during this season. If you suddenly, like the Grinch, your heart grows three sizes at some point today or in the near future, do what you can to support those around you who... If you, especially if you've been lucky enough to, yeah, you had to work at home, yeah, your kids had to distant learn, and oh, it's a pain in the... Hinder, because this is a family-friendly <laughs> show. Um, we, you know, just do what you can during this season to support those around you. I'm Brian Oak. It is the Brian Oak Show. That is Sean Bernard. Sean, do you have a particular? I was trying to think of a good one, and I loved Christmas growing up. Yeah. It was magical for me, but I don't have one that actually stands all the way out. Do you have a good Christmas memory? Well, this is. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it a good Christmas memory, but it's a funny story that. Every single year, I am now 49 years old, Uh and every Christmas, my uncles bring up this story. And the story goes that I was about 11 years old. My family didn't have a lot of money. Right. Uh, It wasn't for a lack of of working hard. My dad worked his tail off. My stepmother, you know, did some part-time jobs and painting and things like that. But they worked worked hard. Uh, But they just didn't have a lot of money. And for Christmas, I wanted nothing more than a racetrack. You know, like a racetrack set, one of those electric racetrack so sets. we're not talking like Hot Wheels. We're talking slot cars. Yeah, slot cars. Yeah, you, TCR, yeah, total you, control exa- racing. Exactly. Yeah. You snap the pieces together. It's got that electric line in there. And you'd have to occasionally go in with the, like a pencil eraser yes. to make yes. sure all the stuff that built up on the metal would be gone. <laughs> exactly I right. I remember. I remember. So I don't even get to open it. My uh, Three of my uncles opened the racetrack set. Like I opened the gift. It was your it, gift. It was my gift. But they're the ones and they who are like, see oh, it. shit. And they're like, this. oh, this is great. And they are betting. They start they start betting like a buck each of who's gonna win the race on the racetrack set. And they played this for hours and burned the battery out of Come the thing. On. Burned it out. And it totally died. And I started heave crying because I didn't even get to play it. Like you, play you, the you haven't gotten to pull the trigger. I didn't even yet. get to pull the trigger. It literally had that that <laughs> whatever that smell oh, is. No, that smell is ozone. Yeah, that ozone that smell. Ozone yeah. electric smell. Yeah. I can yeah. I can smell it yes. perfectly right now. That ozone smell of electricity and the metal scraping against each other, filling the room, and you haven't even gotten to touch your yeah. most beloved Christmas gift you've ever gotten in your life. At, at least that point. one of my uncles had a look of horror on his face, and I just started crying. I just started heave crying. <laughs> And my dad, who was just this Marine and badass, looks at me and goes, what the hell are you crying about? And I, I just looked at him and I said, and this is how it went. I went, well, it's kind of hard when you're <laughs> Went into gibberish after that. Like I started, I couldn't talk. I was crying so hard. <clears throat> now that's the very funny story. Did, that- my, did my dad replace the racetrack set? No. No. Oh. <laughs> so that's the. 
So it's like, is it a good Christmas story? Yes. Did it have a happy ending? No. Because so, we were broke. It I, was like, I understand, but you got your dream gift, the thing you wanted more than anything in the world, and you literally never got to play with it once? No. But then about 10 years ago, my Uncle Todd bought me a racetrack set. Hell yeah, he did. Yeah. All right. Thank well, you, see, Uncle. Merry Christmas. So everyone who is going with less this year and maybe even going without, understand that one day it may all happen for you. To me, man, that's the whole point about this yeah. season. This is the, whether you come at it from a deeply religious perspective or simply, uh, you know, you, you go back to the further back pagan traditions. You know, we just passed the darkest day of the year. Right? Yeah. Like the, the, the least sunlight we're going to see. That's where these midwinter celebrations come from. Christmas mm-hmm. and everything else that we have because people had to have a festival of lights, a reason to believe that the sun was going to come back, that the warm weather would return that the game would return that the crops would return that that there was some way through the darkness especially if you live uh, you know above the halfway point of either of the hemispheres northern or southern that's the origin of these things and i think that it speaks to more than just survival i think that it speaks to our attitude to our spirituality to our emotional well-being to the very nature of what we are as people as individuals as human beings is this is the season of hope and maybe this year has done more than any other to dampen your expectations of hope or to dampen your belief in hope. You can't ever give up, man. What no. Does, what does that say right up there? Keep bleeping dreaming. Keep bleeping dreaming. And and that's not even dreaming. Just keep hope alive. It sounds cheesy. It sounds cliche. But, man, it's it's the whole bit, right? If you don't believe in something better, if you lose your sense of hope, why would you get out of bed in the morning? I don't know. I feel a sense of hope. I do. I honestly do, too. I, I feel like things are going to get better. Is it going to take longer than we hoped for? Yes. Of course. But you know what? It's going to get better on January 20th, and then it's going to get better eventually with the vaccines. There yes. are going to be fewer and fewer and fewer deaths. And then there are going to be fewer sicknesses. And I believe, I don't, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get back to whatever was normal, but hopefully it'll be better because we actually appreciate the things in life that maybe we took for granted. That's what I'm hoping to take out of all this is that, God, did I say no too much? Did I say no too often? Did I skip too many concerts that I would have loved to have seen, but I was like, eh, I'll just sit here and. Can you imagine the joy? Now, some people are going to push it, and they're going to want to go back too early. Yeah. But imagine that first genuinely safe, packed concert oh, you're at. Whether it's, in, whether it's in some tiny little venue like the Driftwood in South Minneapolis, yes. or whether it's in the U.S. Bank Stadium. When you go back, and it's safe, and we're beyond the point of fear that we're at right now, and all those people are around you that used to irritate you by spilling a beer on mm-hmm. you or blowing their secondhand smoke in your face... All those people, all that joy, and that absolute rapture of uproarious live music pouring over you. (sighs) Believe, man, believe there are better, better days ahead. Uh, And that's how we're going to leave you here. We've got a song that goes out with what I think Christmas should remind us of every year, where where we do talk about that hope. So before we go, I want to thank again another small business that I can't imagine what this year has been like for them, and I hope the best for them in 2021, because they have been nothing but cool to us. That would be AudioQuip, mm-hmm. who have decked out our studio here, the Smart Start MN Studio. Thanks again to our sponsors. Sean, thank you very much, man. Merry thank Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Don't you make me cry. Oh, I'm thankful. Thankful for what we've had this year. Jolly 
Elf. <laughs> All right. Very good. We're going to get out of here right now. Merry Christmas, everybody. And thank you very much. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. Thanks to everybody who's ever said a nice word on the Internet. Any of it. And here is to 2021. We're going to keep doing better stuff. We've got more shows to go in 2020, but I'm trying to end on a Christmas thing. So um, thank you, everybody. And Merry Christmas to everyone and to all a good night. I'm going to leave you now with a Canadian singer songwriter by the name of Ron Sexsmith, whose song... His song has inspired the title of this ongoing series of Christmas compilations that I also highly, highly recommend if you're looking to add music to your Christmas playlist. This one's called Maybe This Christmas as we wrap up episode 117 of The Brian Oak Show. Maybe this Christmas will mean something more Maybe this year love will than ever before And maybe forgiveness will ask us to call Someone we love Someone we've lost For reasons we can't quite recall mm-hmm. Maybe this Christmas Maybe there'll be shone before will shine once more and maybe this Christmas will find us at last in heavenly peace For the love we've been shown in the past Oh, maybe this Christmas Maybe this Christmas you